Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon. I am Shane Bacon, and I'm sitting across the couch in person this week, Max. We uh, we did the phone a couple weeks in a row in person. Nice to see you again. We just played some golf. Yeah, this is a this is much better, way uh, better, more comfortable. Um, your voice is even better live. <laughs> <laughs> we went out. We're recording on Sunday. Went out to Phoenix Country Club. Took a couple of our buddies out. Andrew Romer was your partner. Joe Scovran was my partner, who caddies out on the PGA Tour. Had a battle, but really it was you guys winning it because my friend Andrew got up and down from literally every spot on the golf course today. What does it feel like when you play in this format versus a week ago when you were trying to win a PGA Tour event? Similar? High high stress, maybe more more stress. Uh, it was easy for me today. Uh, piggybacked off... Uh, off Omer's just lights out 77, getting 16 shots. I mean, 16. Now, 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 before people start yelling on about this podcast, 11. he's an 11, and we're playing off you, who yeah. plays as a plus five, right? Correct. But he, he, he honestly did have a doubt. He said that he went and got fit for a driver in a three wood. They clearly did a great job. He had one three wood, like 270 on, on that par five. And right after he hit that three wood, he said, maybe I should do this. With all my clubs. I to said, get wow. fit for all the clubs. Yeah, what, yeah, a, just, just, what a mind, <laughs> just really mind-boggling <laughs> idea to go get fit for your golf clubs. But I know we'll get to segments, which I now has another name this week for four episodes. We came up with a name? There's a new name for all segments right. now as we move into episode four. But I'm going to present you with a segment now that you can give the award out for, and that is the best golf shot you've seen this week. Typically... You might mention Dustin Johnson or Rory McIlroy, but the floor is yours. I, I saw some good ones. I played the member guest with uh, Joel Damon, friend of the pod, and uh, we saw some good ones. Jimmy Gunn hit a three-wood in the Derby from like 290 over a tree and hit the green, uh, so that was pretty good. But it has to go to my partner, Andrew Omer. He hit a flop shot on the 12th hole today um, after very cleverly missing right of the water um into the other fairway 50 yards right 50 yards right but just a great <laughs> angle to set up a shot over a tree leave it short of the bunker hits the rake um and he was stymied and you know let me just say when someone's getting 16 shots and he hits a flop shot like phil mickelson to six inches it's a uh, remarkable so i was i've been diving into some old masters i've been watching a lot of the old ones you know you can watch them all on youtube especially Andrew did rounds. remind me of tiger and uh, the masters especially 2001 tiger but when you go back to 01, 2002, 2003. I mean, you were young at this time, but I feel like the full flop shot was a golf shot we all had and hit. And I rarely see it on tour anymore. You're not taking the full swing. Why is that? Why why did that change? The golf ball goes too far now. So if you if you had a flop shot, it just goes it goes over the green. It goes over the green. No, uh, I'm not sure. Obviously, Phil uh Phil has made it his staple. Uh I I use it quite often, but the it's just such a high risk shot that maybe nowadays you kind of bail a little bit more and decide to take more of a mini flop and try to make a 15 footer. But uh, I'm not really sure, but it was, it was pretty cool to see Andrew Omer of all people completely 
bring it back. I mean, it, it was, it, he has completely brought the flop shot back into the game of golf. So you play with a lot of people. You play pro-ams. You'll play with high handicap players. Obviously, Andrew's a good player. He goes high with his chip. It doesn't matter. He had 40 feet of green to work with. He's going high with it. I truly believe this. He's the only guy I've ever met where I'm not trying to change that. Cause I think he's the only guy I know that I have more confidence if it goes straight vertical than if he hits the normal bump and run with a 52 or with a wedge. Yeah. The one on 17 today was like a 40 yard pitch <laughs> with 30 yards of green and he flew it like 38 yards. Um, so he, I think though, now that I sit back and I can reflect on, you know, all the great things I saw from him today, I think it's like when you play the Tiger Woods video game and you just pick the club or the shot that flies all the way to the hole. And I think maybe he's just hearkening back to maybe some good rounds on, on the PJ tour video game. And uh, obviously he's completely dialed in. So a couple of weeks off, you played five weeks straight and you played well. Obviously we, we recapped a lot of that last week about how well you played at Riviera. When you take time off, at least from my experiences with professional golfers, there's two types of professional golfers. There's the guys that love golf and want to play, want to be out on the golf course, will play with anybody. And then there's the guys that look at it like it's their job and they go practice and they don't really play recreational golf that much. They might play to practice as well, but there's not a lot of fun rounds. You're obviously a guy in the former group. You like to play. You mentioned you played in the Mesa Country Club. Pro-Am, it got rained out. You guys only got to play one yeah. round, right? Yeah, it was a, it, it was a bummer. It was really fun. Um, you know, fortunately got invited by Joel, um, great group of guys. I'd never played the golf course before. It was a great golf course. Uh, we got a ton of rain, uh, on Saturday, which would have been the final round. So unfortunately got rained out, but, um, you know, they had a cool derby after the first round for like the low 10 teams, a bunch of the guys came out heckled. It was, it was a blast. Um, obviously playing with Joel's always fun. Everyone knows he's, he's as good a guy as it gets, but yeah, I, uh, I like, I like playing golf in the off weeks. Um, are you working on anything? Like when you're out there today with me and we're playing and we're, you know, it's, we're not taking it too seriously. We're carrying our own bags. Are you in the back of your head thinking of stuff, working on stuff, or is it you just kind of out there just swinging and, and enjoying yourself today? I talked to my coach today. I decided I was going to start working on some things, uh, or at least kind of tinker with some stuff and some feel stuff. But yeah, like earlier in the week when I was playing with Joel, it was just kind of hit it. It was a hit and giggle, have fun, try to make putts, you know, just enjoy yourself a little bit more. But I, I don't like taking too much time away from golf just because I do love it. But I also need it's more of a mental break. Uh, I can go hit golf balls and not feel like I'm working too hard. But this week, like I said, starting today, going into next week, it'll go back to work for me. Um, I've never really understood how people can be good enough at golf where they don't touch one or touch a club for you know, 10, 10 days and can, can do it. I, I, my body just doesn't remember how, how it works. You know, it brings up that quote, the, the quote tiger apparently said to John Daly years ago when Daly, it was kind of cracking on him about practicing. And he said, if I was as talented as you, I wouldn't have to do this saying that to John. For Daly. sure. Tiger For sure. You see a lot of these guys on the range all the time. Yeah. You see a lot of these guys. It, it is remarkable. But then there's, you know, quite a few others. I think it doesn't get documented how many others are more like me where they do need to hit golf balls whether it's, you know, 50 or maybe take a day off and hit every other day. But um, there's probably more of more of those. But, yeah, people like Daly, Joel's kind of like this. I've known, you know, I've, I've known him to take, you know, a couple weeks off and come back, and it, it's completely it's completely the same. I'm, I'm sure there are certain things that feel rusty, but everybody has their own, own gig, own routine, and uh, that's what's kind of interesting about the PJ Tour. I know certain people who would play a lot of events in a row and would – not touch a club in their off week and they use their first week as kind of like their prep. 
Well, Kapka felt like he was doing that last year. I think he even said that in press conferences, right? He said, this is a week where I'm getting ready for next week's major. Yeah, it's a good way to do it. Uh, obviously, if you have the freedom with your schedule to do so, I think it's smart, um, especially for someone like him who obviously is is supernaturally just good at it. I feel like he could take a year off and, and pick up a golf club and contend uh, in any golf tournament in the world. So I'm, I'm not like that. Uh, I need to have the golf club in my hand when I sleep, uh, maximize the hours. Um, but yeah, golf, golf obviously is tricky throughout the whole season. You kind of learn as you, as you get older, um, how to manage that. Cause there's going to be times probably later in the, in the season where, um, you know, last year I remember being tired where this year we're trying to hopefully not be, you know, along those lines, we're trying to be a little bit more fresh, um, longer into the season. So I know we had the week off of you playing. So not a lot of talk about the way you played in an event. Of course, Patrick Reed won, Victor Hovland won. We were, we were joking. We were sitting around after the round guessing how many wins Patrick Reed had. And we were all wrong. We were all under. He's got eight. No, we forgot the wins. Masters. Yeah, we were the, kept forgetting the <laughs> Masters. The biggest win, yes. But something I wanted to do, I pulled up your PGA Tour bio page. And I want to quiz you oh boy. on your bio page. Let's right. see how well you've done. Now, this is from your personal information. Okay. And for people that don't know Max, he's a cool guy. He's collected. Handsome. So handsome, great facial hair, not super hairy, but he's really, really smart and he remembers everything. So I actually feel like you're going to do well. You're setting this. me up to fail. I know, I know. <laughs> All right, if you were if you were not a professional golfer, your job would be. I might have said broadcaster. Broadcaster is which correct. is so wrong now because now that I've learned more being around you, I could never do it. Absolutely never. Your earliest golf memory was Tiger ninety seven. That's Masters. correct. Two for two. I bet you'll be able to. It's say, almost like I came up with these. It's, at some it's, point. And I bet you'll be able to say where you graduated college. Now this could be from years ago. You mentioned your two favorite TV shows. Uh, probably probably said Friends in the Office. Man, you're so good. Favorite movie series? Uh, Harry Potter. These are kind of a look into it. You do have like three Kobe things on here, <laughs> which is really cool that you said this years ago. But this is what I wanted to hit you on. Oh, boy. Your special interests. Now, a lot of these on the players' pages, I know our friends at the Shotgun Start always dive in on these things because they're yeah, hilarious. Yeah, they are hilarious. Your special interests are, I'm going to say pretty lame. Oh, they're super lame. Very lame. But do I don't have they special are? interests. What are they? Let's hear them. Um, what would you tell them that you're special? What did I tell them my special interests? Uh, I think working out, yes. watching sports, you, you said basketball, you said going to the gym and basketball. Now, how are you doing at special interest? Number one, going to the gym. Uh, I went to the gym. i worked out with my trainer, Caleb at a uh, glory Gaines gym. What day? Um, I don't know. I work out so often. I should just say every <laughs> well, it's day. A special interest. Uh, well, yeah, it's special. It's un unique. Well, just to you. Not a lot of guys on tour do it. I walked, you get I walked today. I worked out. You walked eight to carry your bag. Carried you know, that was one of my bag. questions. Somebody asked me, when's the last time you, yeah, today, Max Homa, <laughs> a professional golfer, carried your own bag? You did pretty good. Not bad. Favorite city of San Diego? Favorite quote? Well, it's changed now. But back then, it, it might have been whether you believe you can or you can't. You're right. Winners never quit. Quitters Quitters, well, that's ran. from Joe. That's from Griner. Is he, it really? Yeah, that he my first ever pro event on the very last very last day. There's this whole long inside joke uh, that one of our buddies who had never caddied before knew almost nothing about golf had written 18 quotes 
for the 18 holes for his player on the first tee. It was a fun, <laughs> fun, you know, professional event. So we had been joking about that throughout the week. And I get onto the first tee on Sunday and I needed a top 10 to keep going. Like I said, first event uh, as a professional, uh, the fries up in uh, Northern California. And I'm pretty nervous, like dry mouth. I, I don't know where my brain was at. And Joe walks over to me, goes, uh, winners never quit. Quitters never win. And I looked at him. I said, what? And he goes, inspirational <laughs> quote, bro. And it loosened me up and we got going. So I think that's why I put that down there. Pretty good. It's, it's an inside joke. Yeah. That's now why he gets paid knows. the big bucks you on know? your media page. Yeah. We might need you to update that. I might, I need, might somebody need to, to tour to, to, to reach out because no mention of a dog. No mention of dog. Did and not have Scotty back then. You got a chance to hang out with your dog this week. Oh man. Exciting part of your week. Favorite part of your week <laughs> by far. What was the reaction like? Uh, She did her classic thing where she runs out of the door. uh, Or, sorry, we're at um, Lacey's uh, parents' house. So Lacey's mom opened the door, and she runs out and runs right to me and then almost says hi to me and then darts to Lacey. And then comes back to me, but we we all know where I stand on the the second fiddle is uh, is where you are. So we just had some sushi for dinner before we started this podcast because we were really really fancy people. Very fancy, and it led into me wanting to bring this up. You changed your diet this year. You know, diet fitness as we were joking about the fitness thing. I mean, it is a big part of professional golf and professional sports now. And I feel like with golf it took a little longer for everybody to understand what's going on. You know, LeBron James famously says he spends a million dollars a year on his body. You obviously spend a million dollars a year on your body, but you you have switched your diet kind of in the new year and you've played well. So you've kept it going. Can you just talk a little bit about the, the diet change, why you did it, where you heard about it and what it has done for you physically and how you feel? Yeah. Um, had been looking a while for a while for like a little boost in energy. Um, I noticed that when I wake up early for the early tea times, I'm a little lethargic and um, working out didn't really do that too much. It, you know, obviously made me feel good, but it doesn't, it never boosted my, my energy levels throughout the day. I look, you know, kind of thought about something in the, in the diet um, realm, but didn't really know everyone's got their own thing, right? You know, some people, uh, might eat something healthy, but it's actually not helping them too much. Uh, played a golf tournament thing, a fun like a member guy, big member guest guy now. Uh, member guest thing with Chase Utley, who is obviously a very famous uh, Dodger and awesome dude. He told me to watch this video on documentary on Netflix called Game Changers. It um, basically talks about removing meat and any basically going plant based. Uh, it was pretty eye-opening obviously i know these documentaries are biased here and there but i decided to give it a shot he had mentioned how he had cut out all dairy and felt really good uh so i sat down with my chef uh, <laughs> uh we we made this big plan i told him we needed to change it all up uh no i sat down uh, and asked if my wife would be nice enough to like do this with me do so you, how many people are listening do you there. think we're like cool he's got yeah. a chef <laughs> Uh, hopefully less than three because there's no way I have a chef. Uh, but yeah, such so, a straight face when he said it. He almost had me. So uh, did it. It was, you know, at first it was just going to be a trial uh, just to see if it, if it did anything, even if it was a placebo. But it was pretty interesting. Right off the bat, I, I had a big boost. Um, felt like maybe I was a little less foggy. I know I think Gary Woodland did something similar not too long ago, said he felt a lot better. Um, so it's just something uh, I've been doing. I've now kind of 
had some to stick to. I also like uh, the fact that I have a game plan almost every single day about like, I have to plan out what I'm going to eat and how I'm going to do it. If I have an early workout, let's say like I have to figure out what I'm going to eat in the morning uh, when I'm on the road, it's, you know, even trickier, but in a weird way, it, it almost locks you in a little bit um, because you are now kind of a little bit more regimented. Uh, and I remember another quote, Kobe thing in his book, uh, I think the most recent book he had written uh, he mentioned how he tried really hard to be very disciplined off the basketball court and his practice and all these things um, because he thought that it made him more disciplined when he was doing uh, his craft, when he was playing basketball. So I'd always wanted something like that. I didn't know what it would be. And this food thing has actually been quite interesting because not only has it made me feel better, but I do feel like being disciplined has maybe given me an edge mentally when I'm on the golf course. I think I might be a little bit more disciplined when I play. Speaking of discipline, because, you know, now you know what you can and can't eat. As you said, you've got to plan it out. You've got to think about it when the when the day starts. To yeah. Maybe what I'm going to have for lunch, dinner, snacks on the golf course. We had some – I brought some banana. Yeah, because you've, you've been doing it a little bit, A little bit. bit. We, yeah. We've been dabbling. Cindy's been better than I have. But we had some banana beef jerky today, which sounds oh, yeah. really weird. And Just banana jerky. <laughs> missed all of the beef. <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. It, it was, was okay. slimy. It was a little too slimy. If, we, if, we've had it for a couple weeks. If I – yeah, I felt like it was one of those things where... Well, I poured water. You're not supposed to put oh, you water did? on oh, it. Yeah, I oh, poured okay. a bottle of water oh, on it. Well, that's all right. And left it in the bag. Is that not how you eat that? I don't know. I, I thought plants <laughs> needed water. I don't I'll, know I'll ask my chef. Yeah, please. Send a note <laughs> out. But so discipline, you know, you have a week off this week. You got a week off next week. I've always wondered about... Because I have a job where I'm not at an office every day. And so I have to be disciplined personally to get stuff done. And it's not always... I need to write the story or I need to do this podcast or I need to research X, Y, and Z winged foot, whatever, you know, whatever golf course we're doing. Maybe it's just watching masters, old masters to get myself, you know, in that mindset as we get closer and closer to Augusta national for you, how has the transition been throughout your professional career in terms of discipline, in terms of how you prepare, how you practice, how you spend your time on off weeks? Because, you know, in theory, you could just sit around, for five or six days and do nothing. I mean, nobody, it's, it's, nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to, you know, care really if, if you didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, it's changed a lot. I think um, I've always been a big practice guy, so that's never been something I had to work on. I never er, focus on. I never had to think to myself, hey, uh, we have four days left. We better get it in gear. I, I usually keep it, you know, pretty tight in, in, in that area. Um, but what I did notice is as I was playing kind of poorly um, three years ago, uh, I would miss cuts and some nights go to the bar, but more or less I would just go eat kind of bad food, like kind of the, the, the sad people food, eat, eating dessert, yeah. uh, going to, you know, greasy places and never really thinking twice about it. And I don't think that this is something that is definitely hurting or was definitely hurting my golf. But I will say that as I've done this diet, um, my brain probably was a little more foggy. It wasn't helping me. It wasn't like I was waking up with, like less lethargic all of a sudden now I'm waking up more so and I'm going to practice, but maybe I'm not as clear. Um, but also, like I said, it's just being more disciplined. Like don't play poorly and then go double down. It's like the famous golf saying, don't do, don't make two bad decisions in a row or hit two bad shots in a row. So how about we don't miss the cut and then immediately think, okay, let's go get, you know, some, some really heavy, you know, Southern food right. that you could get on, on, on runs on the PJ tour. So I think that's where I've changed. I've, I've started to, value a little bit more the off weeks and how I 
conserve energy or how I spend my time, you know, make sure that I spend time with my dog and, and really enjoy my, my peace and quiet while also, like I said, I will always be a break, big practice guy. Yeah, so enjoy, enjoy being a professional golfer. I mean, sure. You're to a point now where you wanted to get to for sure. So if you're not enjoying it, then what are you even doing? Something I thought was really interesting as you were talking about managing your time tournament weeks as well. You played, I believe it was Thursday. You didn't play great at the waste management. And obviously right, it's in our backyard right. and I was there right. and you'd walked off the golf course and I was standing there and I was talking to your caddy and said, what's the plan? I think you and I were going to go get some stuff for yep. the podcast. And he said, oh, we're probably going to go practice. And you came up and you didn't want to, you didn't want to hit balls. You were kind of done. And I just thought that was interesting because you hear so much, so much. Oh, I had a bad day. I got to go beat balls, beat balls, beat balls. And sometimes the, the answer is just to get away from it. Just step away for a little bit. I think the biggest thing, uh, I've matured on is that as far as the whole uh, professional golf stuff goes, we had a very strict plan. Joe and I did for uh, these five weeks. We knew it was going to be a long five weeks, obviously. Um, so we weren't going to go to the range as much after. So just because I played not great, I didn't think that I should just completely give up on that plan. Now, also a big part of that was I didn't feel like I hit it that poorly that day. And it was just one of those things where I knew what I was doing. I didn't feel like I needed to go hit balls or other weeks at Riviera on Friday after the round, we went and hit balls for a solid, you know, with my coach was there, but we went and hit balls for a solid 30 or 40 minutes to work on stuff. And that was after I was playing pretty well. So, um, it just depends. Uh, I think again, it, it's a maturity thing. It's, it's, a it, it's starting to understand how, I perform my best, and some days I feel like my swing is lost, even if I shoot a low number, and I say, okay, i got to go hit some balls or some chips or some putts. Other days I could shoot three over and know exactly what I'm doing on my golf swing. I don't need to go hit balls, and if that's a, one of those weeks where I'm going to be playing quite a bit after, I won't, won't hit any. And you can also tell with Joe, too, like he, he can seem fried at times, and it's like, why? what are we going to go really accomplish? If I think there's a big, a big upside, I'll try and give it a run on the range, but if not, at times it's just, how about we just go cool off, and get some food and hang around. Is it observing other players? Is it talking to other players? You even mentioned when you won at Wells Fargo last year, you were talking to me earlier and you said you talked to a player the night before the final round who'd won a lot and just kind of picked his brain on what you should expect during the final round with the lead. Are you kind of looking at Tiger on the range or Phil on the range or Charles Howell on the range? These guys that have been doing this for years and years and years maybe they're not spending four hours hitting range balls. You know, maybe they're out practicing or doing different things. Is that something you see that you did early in your career that now you've taken away from different players? And will you, do you, I'm sure you do, but do you give this information out to young players that come up and talk to you? Yeah, no, it's interesting about that. That is, I used to look around at what everyone was doing and want to go do what they're doing. And then I realized a year and a half or so ago that everyone does something different, so do what you do. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, that's what I learned from everybody. Tiger sometimes goes hit balls, hits balls after, sometimes doesn't. Ricky almost never hits balls after unless it's, I think, a major. Um, so he's got his thing. All, all these things work. Some people hit balls when they feel like they need to and don't when they don't feel like they need to. And that's more where I fell into the camp. I, I did feel like when I was playing poorly and I wasn't getting a lot of reps uh, because I wasn't playing all four tournament rounds, I would go hit balls after every round just trying to find something to go forward so that's what i did that year but then obviously looking back on that that is taxing on your body your mind all that so in the last two years we have become wow the royal we you royal we i did i didn't even nice. mean to 
uh, uh, what Joe and I had talked about more conservation of energy through a season. Like last year, I did feel tired, and like, again, it's usually more mental than physical. But I felt pretty tired by the time the playoffs came around. Um, and you want to be more in tune with your body and all that, so you you have to pick and choose, or I have to pick and choose when I'm going to hit balls. And like I said, there's some days where I know exactly what I'm doing and maybe I made a few bad swings and I don't want to beat myself up about it. There's other times where I feel like it's kind of right on the cusp and I want to go pick that one thing that I'm going to roll with for the next couple of days. But yeah, it's just being more individualistic. Like don't look around and think that just because Tiger's doing this, it must be the best thing to do. Everyone has their, their own thing these days. And, um, you know, that, that's kind of the beauty of, of watching people in person on, on the PJ Tours. Gosh, some people are great wedge players and don't hit a ton of wedges, but that's their thing. And some people are great wedge players and hit a ton of wedges. Right. I mean, there's no right answer. So you have to find what's right for you. Um, even like, you know, we're talking about playing member guests um, and what you've been doing. You haven't hit range balls at all lately and you've been firing low low numbers yeah and, last you know, two you rounds i haven't hit go. a gun range ball yes yeah, so you don't need to go find anything you need to be an athlete and see your shots and play your shots so that's a good I think point i didn't even think about that, that. having range balls the last two rounds of phoenix and you've and been balling yeah played well both times what i have done lately and this is diving into my golfing brain is a, about a nine-part podcast series for us that maybe we can do in the off season but <laughs> i'm trying i've been trying so hard the last year, year and a half, two years to just kind of believe in my abilities on the golf course. And the thing I realized was when I had a tournament or a big event, I always looked at it as an 18 hole event or a 36 hole event right. or a 72 hole event. And I looked at that and for anybody, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas, if you went to him and said, I need you to think about the entire tournament all night, you know, as you're getting ready for tomorrow or in the morning as you're eating breakfast, It'd be a lot for those guys as well. And so I have just been trying to, on the first hole, the only thing I care about is the drive on one. And if you hit it, wherever you hit it, then you go hit the second shot. Because you can't plan out the day. You can't plan out the round anyway because you don't know where you're going to hit it on well, certain holes. What I what I thought was uh, you made a great point on our very first hole today. Uh, you hit the fairway, had a uh, maybe a five iron into the par five, and pin was on the left side. Left isn't really very good, and you tugged it right. It was fine spot pin high right, but you walking up to the green talked to me about how you were frustrated because you've been working on trying to commit and just hit the shot that you're seeing and not worry so much about don't hit it left or right. don't hit it right. And that is one of the more important things in golf is like you just said, trust in your abilities. And that goes back to whether you're going to practice or not after the round at some point, every golfer, whether you are a 20 handicap, a plus handicap, or, you know, a five handicap, you have to, play around a golf where you just try to hit the shot at where you're aimed and don't worry about the ifs or the don'ts just hit the ball and then if you you will then start to see a consistent miss and then you can go to the range and work on that consistent miss but if you are constantly playing don't golf or what if golf you're going to be doing something with your hands at the ball that you can't work on later that's not something that you go to the range and all of a sudden feel like you have you have to give your body and mind the opportunity just to fire away. And if you're then somebody who tends to pull the golf ball, uh, change your aim, like just change your start line. And and then you can now minimize those misses. But if you're not giving yourself the opportunity to even learn what that is, you have no, you have no chance in putting together, you know, let, let alone like a 36 hole day, but like an 18 hole day right. where you're not going to make a big mistake. So 
we have asked for about three weeks for questions from people. <laughs> we, we finally decided we're going to do this in an off week. We're doing it. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll return with questions from you people that we're excited to answer. All right, we're back. Just a reminder, you can follow Max on Twitter at MaxHoma23. You can follow myself at Shane Bacon on Twitter and Instagram. Max has Instagram now. He's at Max.Homa. And you can use the hashtag GetAGripPod. That's the easiest way to submit a question. We got a ton of questions. Some were great. Some were horrible. Sorry, they were bad ones. That's your fault, not ours. Before we get to questions, a new thing that I'm starting this week. I like how we just keep adding deals. This is going to be an hour podcast of just adding things. We, we both like Twitter because we look at Twitter, not all the time. Yeah, I don't like it all the time. But we try really hard to be positive on Twitter. I feel like that's something you and I both like to do. We're trying. We're just trying to have fun on social media. Yes. That's our entire point. Like a flicker of light in the cave of sad hellscape that is <laughs> social media. So the thing we're going to do is every week from this point forward, we're picking a random Twitter follower that has no idea we're doing this. And we're going to compliment that person. Both of us are going to do it. And this week I'm starting Max. And I'm starting with a guy named Greg Thompson. His Twitter handle is at golf 69 ski 88 now that's my, why you picked him my well my thinking is <laughs> you're where your mind was going the wrong way i'm assuming low score his low career score is 69 golf 69 and i don't know high what ski speed, 88 high, high speed 88 miles an hour obviously skiing yeah, going 88 flying is that how fast people go <laughs> greg thompson does greg with two g's so greg thompson got a little love this this week on so on the internet because I asked people to send in the dorkiest golf thing they had, and his he was not won. dorky at all. Eh. He's the guy that <laughs> sent in the master's bathroom that if you haven't seen it, just go on Google and type in master's bathroom and click on the news link because Golf Digest and Golf.com wrote about it. But but then then delete your search history because that's that's the a, master's bathroom. Yeah. You don't want anybody knowing you just typed in master's it's, bathroom. That's actually Google. fair. Maybe you're building a new house. Maybe you want a really <laughs> nice master's bathroom. So here I'm going to, he's a big giveaway guy. I'm going to start. He, he loves the retweets of the giveaways. I respect yep. that free balls, free clubs, flags. Maybe Max home will do this one day. Maybe you'll sign a shirt, a used shirt. Maybe one you've already no, don't even wash it. Sign yeah. it. Uh, he's a Wisconsin Badger fan, which is a negative because they would always beat Arizona in the Elite Eight, and that was always a bummer. But he's going over to the old course in late May, and he's looking for somebody to jump in the ballot with him. Late May, he's asked if anybody's out there. So I just want to let people know. Well, Shane, you're, you, you can do it. May's tough for me. Mm. If it was March, I would consider Well, it. what if Greg moves it? Greg, and he, March is tough. March is next month. It's late February. Well. If he moves, no, you really like I'll talk this guy. to him. I'll talk to him. Okay. We'll see what, see what kind of miles him. he's got. Maybe he's a big him. miles guy as well. But I just wanted to say, if you're out there and you're going to be at the, in St. Andrews in late May, hit up my guy, Greg Thompson, our Twitter person of the week. Max, you got something nice to say about Greg? Um, two Gs. Two Gs. Yeah. And Greg, which is high class. Okay. Um, that's pretty great. Um, doesn't follow me on Twitter. Wait. 
Greg, no, Greg, which the, is, bath, the master's bathroom guy, which I, I love because, I mean, Twitter is 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 there's not a lot of good. Kind of a so kind of a kind of a somber moment in the podcast. But he doesn't does, he does ask quite often on his Twitter page for tickets for Saturday or Sunday of the Masters. He, you would he, think that he'd have them somewhere in his master's bathroom, but he doesn't. So Greg with two G's. You will not be getting two tickets. Wow, for me now. But seemed like a nice guy. Like I said, high class, high class fella. Two sport athlete, golf and skiing. Golf sixty nine, ski eighty eight on Twitter. Greg Thompson. Greg, you are our first ever compliment. I don't know. Did we compliment him? Did we say we complimented him? Did we say you complimented him? Yeah, you were. You were. I, mad. Felt, I felt you. slighted. Greg, right. go follow Max. You don't have to, Greg. It's all right, man. I saw. I saw his bathroom. He's got bigger fish to fry the master's bathroom is yeah. unreal yeah that thread is in my top five favorite threads that i had on twitter since i've ever been on twitter that was pretty there were some crazy ones unreal but the thing people. about the master's bathroom which was so cool but like different is when you go in there and you sit on your throne in the bathroom and that one you don't need to be on your phone maybe that's why he doesn't follow me on twitter you're just looking around at the sites i, I don't think have i ranted about this with you before that all these golf resorts don't have the Apple TVs in the bars where when the sports ends at the end of the night, they just can put on the Masters app on That's Apple TV idea. and just play old Masters. If you and I were at Van and Dunes, for instance, and it was 10 p.m. and all the sports that we'd lost money on had ended, we say, hey, do you mind throwing on 87? We want to watch the 87 Masters. We want to watch Jack. You and I well, would 86. sit there. Yeah, that was 86. We won 87. Oh, 87. See, we got to watch more. We need to know 87. The golf courses. Langer? Maybe? Sure. Ian? That was three them? years before I was born, so we got to ask you since you were probably 12. Not, see, you're going in on this thing about <laughs> me being old. It's ridiculous. All right, we're going to get some questions. I'll start. Okay. And this is relevant to the day. Cody Rowe asked, how many shots do you give me when we got when we tee it up? Yeah, I, I feel like people on Twitter don't realize how good you are. You, I only give you two. You beat me by three today. Straight up three. Would so you shoot five? One under, I think you shot four under, right? Four, very easy four under. Didn't May make I a lot add. of putts, but it was solid. I, I'm playing Played solid well. right now. It's yeah. Fun. So Sh yeah, Shane's Shane's really good. So one aside, um, and yeah, it's, it's we are going to be member guest partners ourselves. Yeah, we are in April. Going to be a great Can't pod. Going to be a big. Speaking time of pod. great pods, the eighth hole today, par three. Oh my god! I thought we had it. The ball was in the air. I, it was like just absolutely flagged. I'm watching Shane. He's posing. You didn't say a lot. You're used to it missing, obviously, because I am just yelling, go in. <laughs> Omer's yelling, go in. And it starts trickling. And it looked like it was right in the center of the yeah, hole. And it like, came up short. Yeah, five, feet, five short feet short or something. But if I, if it would have been the best pod ever. It would have been just, a slurrier pod. It's a little slurrier. <laughs> little slurrier. <laughs> but those are the best kinds. It might have been at about 11 tonight when yeah, we started. But it. A, man. A little later. All right, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the floor, Max. I'm going right. to let you go. I'm going to let you fire off. This is like a snake draft. Let's Do, fire okay, off two. Okay. So uh, I got one from uh, my, well, he used to be my friend, Brandon Harkins, uh, professional golfer. Wait, friend. you're at, you're getting questions from pals? You're throwing up the, I'm throwing all randoms. I got some randoms. Okay. This was a good question. All hey, right, hey, okay. this is my question. I like Brandon Harkins a lot. Yeah, I used to like Brandon Harkins a lot, too. He asked me if I, do you condition the arm hair or just shampoo? Um, I'll say when when it's the summer in Alabama, I'm doing both. What if, what got am I, to. What did my buddy Kevin say in that, that text thread the other day? He, said, oh, he was doesn't roasting. Look, 
doesn't I can't tell where your facial yeah, hair starts or, or my chest. chest. I mean, come on, guys. I, I'm Max sorry. Is, I'm so manly. Max is hairy, guys. I'm hairy. The it joke's happens. dead. It's joke's dead. But I will probably just shampoo it in, yeah. in the winter because you, you fancy know, you shampoo since you're fancy now or. Uh, no, the, my uh, Scotty, my dog shampoo. Oh, dog <laughs> Better shampoo. Better for thick hair. Okay, we need to we need to put this out there. In two or three years, as the Max Fame train continues to go uphill, we need to go back to Digest in a few years. You need to pose before you do it. We're doing full arm wax. Yeah, or just long sleeves. <laughs> Mm. That's a better idea. Yeah, but the wax would be funnier for people. Yeah, who funnier for it. you. <laughs> Way funnier for <laughs> it really us. Hurts. All right, I've seen four year old version. That's it didn't right. look great. <laughs> Kelly Clark Clarkson agrees. All right, other question from I didn't read this guy's name till just this moment. Um, so apologies, but from at the Arse Badger <laughs> question. A R S E. Yeah, A R S E. So he's a obviously a classy censoring himself. Uh, question: If you could have one shot back to hit again, professional or amateur, what would it be? Um, I'm three putt my last hole of college to lose to Thomas Peters of Illinois in the semifinals of national championship. And if I could have anything back, it would be the wedge. Well, it would probably be the putt, but it'd be the wedge. I hit into the back of the green that set up. Where, the three putt. where was it? It's at Capital city club in uh, Atlanta. Um, but pretty, I guess, cool. I'll be down the road playing the masters now. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of maybe hopefully getting a bit of a, a comeback story, but yeah, that one stunk because it was like a team event. You know, you got all the all the boys around. Um, so you were, you guys, were you all square? Or were you losing? It was a thirty, or sorry, it was the twentieth hole. Okay, so we oh, were okay, in, so it was extra holes. Yeah, and it was so everyone was done, just me and him. He's obviously everybody's watching. Everyone's watching, and we had had a great season. You didn't want it to end, uh, and of course, uh, I three wiggled. Um, so that one stunk. So it would be either that wedge or that putt. But um, yeah, that was kind of one of the easier easier ones of all. Some of these questions are tough because obviously best favorite shot all these things like right. you have a lot of them worst shot you have a lot of them this one uh was kind of the an the, easy the, the life mulligan comes yeah, up the to life, you quickly yeah. charlie just charlie hey charlie what's up Char- charlie probably doesn't follow your boy who's my boy the last guy wait why not charlie no they, i'm just saying this guy's classy oh he is classy he said, speaking of masters, if you were to drive up Magnolia Lane with windows down and stereo up, oh, yeah. like Stinson did with Ice Ice Baby, what song is being played, Max? Oh, man. I feel like it's a classy place. I feel it's like a Mozart ballad. Because I don't want to get kicked out. Yeah, last <laughs> thing you want to do I'll is... I'll ask it. them what their favorite song is. Where are your nerves in terms of doing something Wrong. to make the Green Jackets mad? Since you've never been there... Where does that sit in the early part of the week in your brain? Right at the top. <laughs> uh, I know that it is um, a place of tradition. They have their uh, set of rules. I know that it is pretty strict. I know that the spectator thing's strict, the phone thing's strict. Like, I know all of this, and I am incredibly nervous. I don't think I'll do anything wrong. I've fortunately been brought up to be a pretty respectful adult. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't know if you... Shoes aren't clean enough if you get kicked out of the Masters. I don't know if you shank one you get kicked out of the Masters. I don't know the rules. So I'm really nervous. I think that's a big part of the practice I'm going to go play. I'm going to I'm going to ask the questions that I need to ask. I'm not going to ask where it breaks towards Ray's Creek or if it if Does this it, shirt fit? Is this you, okay with am you? I, are you okay with is this, this shirt? Is this collar collary enough? 
<laughs> I need to know. I you need to, to wear know. collars, but you need to win a Masters first. Oh, man. You win the Masters, you can go all week, no collars. We saw that in 2019. Okay, you're right, you're right. Well, I'm, I'm going to You know, what, did you see the, the John Rahm no-collar shirt? Yeah, I talked to Colin Morikawa about it. What would you think? I told him, uh, sweet collar, and then he looked at me and said, I've got nothing, man. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I didn't like the shirt, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah and John went back to either. a collar this week. I think all everybody did, and John played awesome. Yeah, go back to the collar. Thing. The collars are there for a reason. It's there for a reason. It looks good. They Tiger's tried the, blade the only human collar. that's ever been able to pull off the no collar. And he's, yeah, he's and tiger. it was a turtleneck, and he also might be the only person to pull off a turtleneck ever. He can pull off anything. He pulled off the that baggy pleats. He pulled off the baggy jeans. He pulled off the yellow uh, or the bleached hair. He makes everything. I don't think I'm going to go with he pulled off the bleached hair. It was pretty bad. I think he pulled it off. (laughs) He he could do anything. He's he looks great in golf clothes. Tiger really does. I'm not sure I can say the same for his for his (laughs) out of the office attire. I mean, a lot a lot of what looks like a shirt he bought at Express Men. He probably didn't. He but, probably did. <laughs> but it looks like he got it from Expressman. I had, when I graduated college, I got a job, this job working for this Marriott doing, I mean, I couldn't tell you what I did with my job. <laughs> I just remember I went to Expressman and bought six shirts. Smart. If they were, if you saw one of the six shirts now, I think you might want to fight me. That's how <laughs> bad they were. Well, see, my thing with Tigers is, I, to me, he's got the Michael Jordan effect. Michael Jordan had a hoop earring and he pulls it off. <laughs> Tiger, to me, anything he does, it's cool. Like, he is, we always say, he's the needle in the world now full of in- influencers. He's the influencer. You have a really maybe eccentric or weird outfit you have that you don't know if it's going to sell. Give it to Tiger. Would you, wear it, I buy it. Would you be down for an energy drink sponsorship personally, you? Yeah, we've gone over this. I'm down for all sponsorships. So, will you, do you mind telling the people listening your new theory on the sponsors? For your, because right now you're wearing a sponsored shirt. Let's give a shout out to MGM Grand. Oh, you sure? Oh, Tramp Stint one. Travis Matthew. You've got, uh, you've got Titleist. They all support you. You're a great guy. They love you. You are now in the camp of what about sponsors? I, I asked. I didn't say I was all in on it, but I asked Shane at dinner <laughs> if a company lower back. Asked, can we call it a lower we'll call back? It a lower back. I'm so sorry. Um, if a company offered you a million dollars and up to get a tattoo of their logo on your lower back would you do it i was a quick yes but you know shane offered double as much money as i did so i'm clearly (laughs) way more way more on the i just think the lower back on your shirt sponsor is great Eh. it would make news people write a story about it you'd get pictures taken of you at golf tournaments it would at least I be something. <laughs> you, maybe. It depends. It depends. All right. Cody asked to you, Max. And this goes to something this week that is, you know, it's a little enlightening, I think. It's a little surprising. But it is part of what comes with playing well. If you keep playing like this, Cody said. This is from Cody. And I am. Maybe he's involved with the PGA Tour and, and PGA of America. If you keep playing this way, you may find yourself in a Ryder Cup soon. What would that mean to you, Max? I mean, it'd mean a lot. Um, I've loved team events. Uh, I've picked the worst sport for those. Um, I don't really get to play on a team anymore. It would be awesome. Um, I've watched, obviously, tons of Ryder Cups. They seem electric. I was fortunate enough to play on a Walker Cup team, which was as much fun as I've ever had 
on a golf course, uh, National Golf Links, National right? Golf Links, pretty sweet. And you and you have a record in the in the Walker Cup. I you do. are the lone human to ever make a hole in one in a Walker Cup match, right? I am the lone human. That's it. I also lost the match. Did you really? But we had already clinched, so I would have won. What hole was it you made it on? Six, I think. That's the one of the one of the famous holes around yeah, here. Short, short par three. Um, it's like a template hole. Yeah, they put it right. What does that mean? <laughs> Template hole is like the Redan and the oh, Brits. Okay, yeah, and those sure. Things. There's like a, a bowl in the middle of the green, which is where the pin was. <laughs> like a bowl, like a like, like a pasta like a FedEx bowl. cup bowl. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like a like a trophy bowl. Perfect, something like that. Um, so yeah, I made a home one. Everybody, there, so that, everybody that likes architecture turned. Yeah, a I'm a big architecture right guy. Um, but yeah, so Ryder Cup would be so sick. Uh, I've heard that it's just like unlike anything you've ever experienced in golf. Uh, so that'd be. That'd be something else. Um, I, I'm nervous about the Masters. I don't know how I'd feel about that one. Um, 19th, your... 19th on the Ryder Cup. I know. Right now. Yeah. 19th. Top 20, yeah. dude. I'm right there. You need to, like, start wearing. Two wins. I think I would have a. You need two wins, you think. Strong case. Okay. Or one Masters. So just. To... Now, this is just a thought. I'm throwing this out there. I hadn't really dove into this yet. You should win twice. Like you should do it now. Let me think about it. Just take your time. We'll talk about it. Yeah, next yeah. Week. Uh, we'll we'll talk about but it. But if, if uh, you if that gets you on the Ryder Cup team, just try to do that. Yeah, and if it doesn't, I mean, still win twice. Uh, yeah, I think I think that makes sense. Uh, I'll talk to my chef. Perfect, <laughs> David Gabriel. I I was interested in this question because wait, you cheated me in the snake. But I, this is I think this is a great one because I'm very interested on who you'd list here, and I feel like you have your answers in your head because you're one of those people Partner? that know these. David Gabriel said, best three swings on tour. Okay. Um, number one, I still love Tiger swing. is so sick. Um, so Tiger always. Uh, two, <sighs> Rory probably. It's like the most dynamic golf swing where it's just, um, it's got more going on than Tiger's. Tiger's is so simple to me. Rory's has more going on, but it's so powerful. It's so balanced. It's just like, elegant max is smiling while he's talking I lo- about i right love now, golf the swings it's the best and then uh <laughs> third is i mean adam scott's always hard to pass on louis Uste is hard to so pass good. on um i used to have like my favorite swing off the beaten path like used to be graham Dillette, just because it was just like if you ever watched it it was like the sickest Do you know thing graham Dillette has me i'm blocked on twitter you're know, graham Dillette. he's like uh. the PJ Tour player that I'm not sure I've makes ever, no sense. Is Graham's the nicest best I've never, dude I've ever. never I've, I'll have to talk to him about it. I can guarantee you. I I've hope there's a real reason. Tweeted at him. I don't tweet mean stuff. Maybe he doesn't like bacon, man. That's a fair. He's point. a big pita guy. Like He's we talked Canadian. about today. It's kind of they kind of go hand Canadian hand. bacon. You're American bacon. Fair. You That's don't fair. see the rivalry. That's a fair point. So you're going. So I'm going to go. Tiger Adam I'm Scott. Go Tiger Rory. Adam Scott. I don't know if I like Louis better than Adams. You know, Mickey Wright passed away this past yeah, oh, week. I saw that. Holy Do you cow, see these videos of her golf gosh. swing? Gosh. Yeah, that, that's, that's. But it just, I you do. know, the the power through her golf swing. Yeah. Like, like, I probably watched, somebody posted one of those things on social media, and then it looped. I probably watched like five, yeah, ten loops in a row. It was unreal. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Some of, the, some of these golf swings, um, I would say now it seems like we have more unique golf swings uh in the sense that they're they're not cookie cutter right uh i think back in the day a lot more looked similar unless maybe i'm just blending them together but you know big left heel off the ground big left knee kick going back high hands um nowadays you have some flat some 
some, you know, like JT gets his hands way up. Right. Some really on plane, some kind of that move around a bit. Uh, so I don't know why that's changed. Um, must be, must be the golf ball going too far. <laughs> the funny thing is, I'm actually kind of on board with this whole rollback thing, but it is fun. Well, wait, what do you mean you're people. on board with it? I don't mind it. It's good. I, I don't think of the golf ball. I would like the driver to be smaller, but I'm like on board. But I like to pick at everybody because everyone gets so mad. Well, you so so there's been like heated debates. Brannell's been in this big heated, debate thing on gosh. on social media, and people are going at it. I <laughs> this is my take. I don't really care either I way. I don't care. I don't have a hot, I don't have an opinion. If they, tomorrow, if they said, hey, your driver is going to go 270 if you hit it Agreed. as hard as you can, and it's going to go 250 if you tow it, and the ball didn't go anywhere, okay. And if we still use this stuff now, that's fine too. Either way, now I get that for you guys and certain golf courses, that's the stuff that bums me out. Sure. Because I would love to see the golf courses that have been around for 100, 150, 200 years still be playable. Sure. But they still play them, and you still got to win. They're like, the old course is having an, an open, what, next year? They're still playable. I mean, I don't – again, I'm all for rolling it back. I think the big or, – or something about the distance, fixing the distance in some way, I, again, wouldn't care either way. I The big reason I want them to do it is just to prove – I think my biggest pet peeve that people say about professional golfers – or that I read about is, well, you guys just don't know how to work the ball anymore. And I absolutely guarantee we do. It's just, <laughs> you just don't need to. And I'm of the camp when you play a golf course like Riviera. And then we saw it at the president's cup with Royal Melbourne, you Melbourne and something like that. Melbourne. I think they, Greg I think, would, I think Greg I'll would, Austra- would know. I think I'll Greg would know Greg Thompson. I think Australians Melbourne. tend to say Melbourne. So, we got to see you shot shaping. The you golf can course. say Melbourne. Okay, yeah, I, I've never been, so I'll say Melbourne. <laughs> um, but So we got to see that that demanded shot shaping and that people can still do it. So I would like that part maybe to be more uh, – I would like for that part to happen so that we could prove that it's not a lost art. It's just right. not – we just don't you just, need it You don't much. need to do it right now yeah. with the ball or you with don't the see as much. Or, the, like, again, with a lot of these things that go on Twitter with, with the equipment stuff – you are just assuming things like you are assuming that we hit lob wedge in every hole. I've last year, I started charting it cause it was so annoying. This is why Twitter does get to me sometimes. Oh, I'm just so tired of watching people at driver wedge on every hole. So I started writing down every day what I hit into every hole. And it's just, it's remarkably less wedges than you think. I mean, sure. It might be more short irons overall, but I still hitting a few four irons a day, but you people just like to make, you know, it's kind of anything that goes to the narrative. Right. And, or works for their narrative. So that 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 gets old. Well, it would, it would just be, to, to me, as a golf fan, first and foremost, if you gave Justin Thomas or name a, I mean, Colin Morikawa, you know, give some young, young, young guy a golf club and a ball he's never used, and in a week, he's going to have yes. it figured out. That's how talented professionals Absolutely. are at their professional crafts. But there's just people who think that that's just not true. Right. I think that that's silly. It, it's Anyway, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it because I, I really questions. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get to your I didn't questions. Mean to dive into the real heavy stuff, the golf. Tour but you know, I, I think I think it's a fair point that you and I are having is people are so you you said it perfectly. There's so much assuming on what happens a professionally on a golf course week to week, and what would happen if it changed. For sure. And both those things are probably incorrect. For sure. The the yeah the I've watched some golf today and. I now know how it works for everybody is, <laughs> is exhausting. For me and for about. people at home, 
I just need you to understand this one point because you have PJ Tour live now in your life, and you probably spend time watching it. If you're a golf fan, you are at your office or you're at home on Thursday and Friday, and you're watching six guys play a golf course all day long. And that's why PJ Tour Live is great. I think that's why it's one of the coolest things in sports is because you get to watch Tiger and Phil and Every Ricky. Shot. But maybe there's a Max in there occasionally. Yeah. You were on PJ Tour Live a couple weeks ago. Or Lee Westwood was in there this week. You get to watch them play an entire round. And sometimes they play terrible. Yeah. And it's reminded that when you're watching coverage golf, they're showing the guys that are winning the golf tournament which means those are the guys that are playing their best. They make week. it look too easy. That's my biggest gripe about broadcasting is, um, and that has been another big topic of discussion, but my biggest gripe is they don't show enough bad shots. So now everyone in the world thinks that it's too easy. The ball goes too straight. I read somebody say that they haven't seen a snap hook in 10 years. And it's just, it's BS. It's full-blown BS. I'll see a snap sh- hook almost every single week on tour. It still happens but they don't show those shots. Right. You need to show more bad shots to then show how good well, but, these great players are playing. But you, you're not, you're not going to sit there and show a whole bunch of bad shots. No, because but it's a bad show product. it here it's and just, there. Right. I, I know what you're, I get what you're just saying. Show it's it. just, as somebody on this side of it that, you know, broadcast stuff for a living, you know, you're just not going to show this guy chunked a wedge 20 yards. There's so many more shots going on in the golf course that a producer's going to, he's going to throw that one out to show John Rom stuffing it on five. Because sure, that's what a you know you're that's what you're watching. Golf is so unique because in basketball you see James Everything. Harden go yeah, two for seventeen course. from three, and you see Tom Brady have an awful game once in a while, and you know you see a but guy get my, absolutely. My point, my point is, is that on the tenth hole at Riv, it is talked about so much about how difficult the hole is and how intricate it is and all these things. Yet we don't get to see anybody play it poorly very often. They they. We we watch the leaders come through and they play. That's great. a fair point. And I mean, go, I think it's why a fair don't you point. set it up early in the day and be like, oh, look what happened on ten today. This is what can happen later in the round. I think that I think though. Okay, so let me put you in. Let me let me say this is you, and I know you're a little bit different because you don't take yourself, I think, as seriously as a lot of people maybe do in your profession. If you make nine on ten at Riv, and you're playing having a good week, you're three under and you're in twenty fifth place going into Saturday. And you make this terrible nine, and it ruins your tournament, ruins your day, all that stuff. If they showed you on TV making that nine, a lot of people would be pissed off about that. A lot of players would be mad. It would be they would feel like they got picked out of this crowd of guys playing badly. I know, I know, you're making a face like this is part of the job. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you I did know, it. <laughs> but I'm saying, don't you feel like that would be what you'd get from players? Is why the hell did you show me doing that? I guess, but I mean that. My gosh, that's much it's stuff such a that sad gets wiped on the internet. As much to... as much highlight stuff that, that gets pulled from, you know, professional golf organizations because obviously an agent or a manager called about it. I just feel like this would be one of those things that you'd get pushed back day of, week of, yeah. if that was the case. But might be I, right. I do think your initial point is so true that if you don't ever see the guys struggle, then it looks like it's so easy all the yes. time. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. All right, I, I think you can get to your question after we okay. had our, our I have one quick dive. one. Confir- uh, Joe Klein, 41. Uh, confirmation the gift. 40 Joe Kleins before him, huh? <laughs> um, maybe that's his little round. 41? Let's see. Let's see if there's a Joe. How do you spell his? I'm going to look up Joe Klein, 40. At K-L-E-I-N? C-L-I-N-E. Do it again. Joe. Yep. As in Joe. Yep. And then C-L-I-N-E, 41. 
or 40. Let's, let's see Joe. He, he asked about the gift card grab bag. Um, and yes, it will be on and popping in Orlando. I know there's got to be a lot of sizzlers in Atlanta, Orlando. <laughs> there's no Joe Klein 40. Yes, this is his favorite number. That's good. Um, second question. Uh, okay. If I, uh, this is from MDP at MDP Go Blue. I don't know what that means. Michigan, probably, huh? Okay. Go Mays now. You're probably right. um, if I could guarantee you a win at the Masters, but you could only drink Fiji water for the rest of your life, would you accept? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I'd accept. Obviously. We've gone over this. You can hand me a Fiji water or a case. If you have enough money to afford a whole case, then you probably won three Masters. Uh, and then, yeah, you can kick me in the nuts. Yes, <laughs> all I'll of it. Drink all of it. Do you mind taking your hat off real quick? Just real quick, just real quick, because Martin here, oh, Martin West. Tan line question? Yeah, how yeah. do you combat white forehead syndrome? Miss more cuts, you could take your hat off on the weekend. I probably used to have a pretty nice bronze That's actually forehead. a pretty quick answer. I'm very impressed. I thought about it a lot when I had a nice bronze <laughs> forehead that I wanted a nice, bad uh, tan line. Captain Insano. Okay, this is going to be a good question. He's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he responded to his own answer, by the way, so, you know, he nailed it. <laughs> In your opinion, who is the most talented guy on tour that is widely unknown or overlooked? Oh, wow. That is a hard question. Most talented guy on tour. Um, someone who's super talented, Sam Burns. Um, I know he's quite young, so that that's kind of a not blaming anybody for overlooking, but he's a super talented dude. Hits it very, very far. Reminds me a lot of Dustin Johnson, actually. Seems like it's very easy for him. Just kind of gets up and whacks it. Uh, that's, that's a good one. Um, Harold Varner's really, really good. I know he got some attention obviously, um, at Riviera. There's a lot of guys, um, that have this, you can kind of tell they have like that it factor, like obviously watching Victor Hovland win this week, he's got the it factor and you could just watch him swing it and not see where the ball goes and know that he, he does, he can do this stuff in his sleep. Um, I think a lot of the guys though do get recognized. I think that, or at least it, I guess I wouldn't know as, as much um, behind the scenes, but on tour, I feel like so many people know some of these young kids that come up or, you know, people like Charles Howell, who's like the most talented person I've ever seen right. hit a golf ball. I guess you could say he's overlooked a little bit, but obviously over time he's gotten a lot of attention, but he probably deserves more each week. Jason Kokrak, somebody like that. He had a great year last year. I didn't feel like got talked about a lot, which I understand didn't win. It's tough if you don't win, but um People like that, you just watch hit a golf ball, and it just has a different noise, has that different flight. Um, but I, my mine's been, and I, I'm waiting for him to catch fire. Is is Sam Burns? Uh, another one. Um, I know I talked about him last week, and I'm a little biased because he's a buddy of mine. But Taylor Gooch is really good. Taylor has so few weaknesses, if any. Um, hits the ball awesome. Has a great in the wind. Um, hits it far. Uh, great short game and good putter and not scared of any moment at all. So like, that's another person I would say that he'll, he'll pop off soon too. And you'll be wondering why you didn't hear more about him. Is there guys, and obviously I'm not going to make any any names, but on the flip side of that, are there guys where you see them on the range, you play with them and you think, this guy's not going to make it. There's a, there, there's been a couple over time, but what's so funny is I get that question a lot. And what's funny is, we have this weird perception that everyone on the tour hips hits the golf ball so flush all the time. And that's not true. Even for the, some of the best players in the world, people like Rory, for instance, he hits it pretty much solid every time, but a lot of people miss shots right. and thin it here and there. Some guys don't compress the golf ball a lot. And I think that we kind of assume that everyone does. They hit it as hard as you can imagine, whether, you know, speed is up or not, they are absolutely melting it. And uh, so some guys don't, and you could look at it 
that as, oh my gosh, like how is, you know, he doing this? But also every guy I've ever seen who I thought in some area of their game, I thought like, oh, you know, that's not great or what, you know, you would think is up to par. They are so freaking good at something else that it's like what, you know, what, Right. Who cares? Yeah, you like know, Freddie Jacobson never hit the ball great, but he'd get the ball in the hole and make every 10-footer. Yeah, if you make every 10-footer. Like 70 holes without a bogey on yeah. in a tour event. So, yeah, people like that. Then, like, again, you got to go back to their mind. Maybe their course management is just that much better than right. other people's. But, yeah, I mean, sure, some people, you can look around and think, man, that, that you know, that that's not what I see with the top guys. But then you can look at yourself and be like, well, why does he keep beating you every week? Right. Like, he's obviously, you know, doing something Something's working. Yeah. So that that that's always a tough question because it's not a slight at anybody, but like I said, we have this weird idea that compression, if you don't compress the golf ball, it's unimpressive like to watch. And it's honestly probably the opposite. It's more because they, they have more control and they, they really understand where their golf ball is going to go better than others. So one thing I was talking, I think I was talking to DJ Bihowski, our buddy, and no laying up. Uh, what do we call them? We call them rivals. Rivals. Yeah, they they had a great week. Man, they did. Shout out to the. No I got a lot of. Guys. I got a lot of. Where are you guys? And I had nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Not very speechless. They, that, that was that was as good a yeah, they golf great. podcast as they there's going to be out there. But I was talking one time about with PJ Tour Live and with groups in general. One thing that I wish we saw a little bit more, just occasionally, just to change it up, is a a grouping three guys that play it completely different. Yeah. Instead of doing Bubba, DJ, Rom. Yeah. You know, throw in somebody that hits it. That's why I love Spieth. 275. Spieth is thrown in with DJ, Rom, Spieth, and, or I guess that's what before, I guess Rom was playing. And there's two guys who smash it. Not that Jordan doesn't hit it far, but they play such a different game. Ball so much more in the air and, and, and just kind of overpowering golf course. And you have, Spieth, who is the opposite. That's why I always enjoyed those PJ Tour lives because it was such a difference between three people. And he, in the top 10 in the world, that, that type of game is getting less and less. It's becoming more and more unique. And it, it was fun to watch. Like when Luke Donald was number one in the world, right. he was kind of the one of the first guys in a while to not be a bomber to absolutely put the lights out of it and chip lights out of it and be beating people who are making the golf course kind of come to their knees a little bit more. And I, I, that that's why I, I agree with you. I wish there were, was a little bit more separation in, in these groupings. Just the we early weeks, if play. you're going to put them on TV, because I just feel like that to your point, we, and I do it too. We think about pro golf and we think, and you think you close your eyes and you see Rory or you yeah. close your eyes and you see Dustin. That's not you close your eyes and you see Rom. <laughs> And those guys are the best at yeah. it, but that's not always the case. I mean, playing with you today, you hit one on, man, I think it might've been 10 or what hole was it when you just, when you just oh, beat six. it six, six, you hit it. And I knew the moment you hit it, that you really got it. Yeah. And you know, it goes 20 or 25 yards longer because yeah. you kind of touched it. And if you're yeah. playing with Rom, who probably hits it, you know, 10 yards further than you. Right you're going to be past him on that drive, but yeah. it's not always the case. Not always the case. And yeah, that, the, the cool part about the PJ tour two, And I think this is the best part about the majors is you do see so many more, so many different winners because the best courses going back to this whole architecture thing, the best courses separate high quality golf shots. Um, Riviera, the leaderboard was, um, you know, mosh posh or whatever mosh pit, something 
of of Hodge different Podge. hodgepodge of different uh players and that's what great golf you hit a great shot it doesn't matter if you hit it far short long high uh low high um crisp great shots maybe with the right flight will go close and i don't care how far you hit it you hit a stinky little wedge up there and it's not gonna go close so that's what's so good that's why i understand people's gripe here and there about the golf courses and whatnot it's my it's my point always when you get a journeyman or a young nobody playing the legend yeah and it seems like the majority of people are rooting for the legend which i get they're established but this person's life's about to change and this guy's right. not going to remember he won it in 15 days right. and that's why golf is is in, in in theory the coolest sport in the world because i feel like last year when you kind of go through the tournaments and the schedule in 2019 there were a lot of guys that won their first event a lot of that guys you'd never really heard of before the year yeah. started and I, I love seeing those stories. For sure. You know, top the headlines for the week. You have, you have one more question? I have one question for you. Let's go. From me. Oh. Did you, you, my you, buddy you, Ray. You have the question, but you're reading it off your phone. Do you know the question? Oh, I know the question. I okay. Can, I just looked down at my phone to remind myself because I have notes. <laughs> um, we were talking about this. My buddy Ray texted me this this week, and I think I saw it on social media. If Rory played 25 Monday qualifiers, how many do you think he'd get through in in one season out of 25? Oh, I have my goodness. I have my answer. Well, you would you would know better than me cuz of my genius. Well, mostly because of your brain. Yeah, big brain. Max, I mean I think it's less than people think. I think it's more. I mean, I would say 5. I'm going to say 11. 11. I have the series. Now hear me out. Because I thought He's, about it. Wait a minute, real quick. Is he current Rory McElroy? Yeah, yeah. Financially comfortable, one majors, has nothing to worry about. No. I'll, I'll, that, that, that's it. It's Rory at this exact moment. He's okay. So I'll bump Mondays. I'll bump it. I'm not saying 11. 11 is crazy, but I'll bump it up a few more. <laughs> Captain Insane, how crazy. Well, he's not he's not <laughs> shooting. What do you what do you what would you say? And I'm sure we can ask you know, a case of the Mondays on Twitter, the answer to this, but what would you say is the normal number to get through? 65, probably seven under. Okay, seven under. Uh, here, I'll break it down. This okay. is what I've thought Let's of. Let's go. Uh, pretty much all those courses are par 72, so they usually all have four par fives. They're usually not particularly long. Rory hits his driver better than anyone on the planet. He's playing a par <laughs> 68 the moment he steps on the golf course because I, I've played a lot of those Monday courses. You have to eat the par fives because that's, the, those are your gimme you need. If you're going to shoot 700, you need right. birdies. So now you're telling me he has to shoot about 300 the rest of the day. I don't care how – I don't care. I believe that in the Mondays of all things, driving is the most important because if you can be in the fairway, you have so many wedges, all of them. You have so many wedges. He Last year, he led the tour in par three scoring average, so maybe you dump one in there. He led, he led it in par three scoring? Or maybe it's this year right now. He's leading okay. the par three average, something like that. He – um. He obviously drives the ball better than just about anybody. So you're just you're. He has so many opportunities that even if he has a because obviously you got to putt well to shoot seven under. But someone like him, he can have those days where he doesn't do anything crazy special on the greens and shoot seven eight under. I, mean, I talked you into it. Eleven, eleven is a lot. Almost half. I mean, TJ Vogel wh- got through eight. I mean, I love you, TJ, but Rory's better than TJ. What a what a what a fun. This, what this a fun a experiment this would be. Let's see. I'm looking at Rory's season stats. 
Going back to that, by the way, TJ's eight or whatever it was is the, one of the crazier things ever. Patrick Reed got Patrick through Reed five or six and then got his card. By that the way, year. We, we, I just want to say. Patrick didn't finish the season, so he could have got to 10. You know, we were talking earlier. You said underrated players maybe don't get the fanfare. And we all know about Patrick Reed. And we all know about Patrick Reed, everything that comes with Patrick Reed. And I'm talking about all the stuff you read that has nothing to do with his quote unquote golf. He won in 13, twice in 14, 15, 16, Masters in 18, 19, and now 20. I mean, maybe an underrated player. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it really is. It's really impressive. Took him a little while to get comfortable in the majors and he's got, you know, four top tens in majors include a win the last three years. It's, he might be sitting there. Let me just tell you real quick. We were talking about Rory this year on the PGA tour, seventh in strokes gained off the tee, third in strokes gained approach to the green, 18th strokes gained around the green, second strokes gained tee to green, second strokes gained total. And he's 72nd in strokes gained putting, which is down from last year. The, this, you know, you can look at stats and they tell you the story. A lot of the time, sometimes they don't. The Rory stats kind of tell you the story. It well, is, I, the it Monday, is the Monday thing is, I understand that part of it is a crapshoot. You have to go stupid low. You got to be hot. But the people who get through are usually the better players. Right. I mean, TJ is one of the better players you'll you'll meet. He's one of the better players on the Corn Ferry Tour. He got through all, a lot of those, not because he was just stupid hot on Mondays. I mean... Of course, part of it is that, but it's because he's one of the better players. So now you're throwing Rory, who is the best player in the world. Other people playing in the event know that he's playing in the event. You, you, he's going to have a little intimidation factor. I'm guaranteeing the kids he plays with, the guys he play with, do not play very well. So he's already eliminated two people. <laughs> I mean, he's one of the better players you, in the world. Every you do, mu- What would you do if you're a 23-year-old, you know, Dakota's tour player, yeah. and you're doing a Monday into the Wells Fargo and Rory is standing inside. I'm going to ask you this question. Let's say today we all went out to Phoenix and uh, we got a bunch of guys from around here, a bunch of pros, club pros, whatever. And we played Phoenix and Rory came to play Phoenix. And you could you could uh, bet all the lines are dead even. Everyone is even odds to win the day. Who are you picking to win that day? Rory. You're picking Rory. Right. So, of course, like he should, he will well, make I, a lot of them. I, Andrew playing to his handicap, or is it? <laughs> well, is Andrew playing Andrew to did. His... Like I said, he lit the place on fire for a 77. That's <laughs> pretty remarkable. All right, we are going to take uh, one last break, and we're going to come back, and I'm going to tell you about what our segments are now going to be called because oh, yeah. it's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant call. All right, we are back. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. A lot of our segments that we roll out basically rely on Max playing in a PGA Tour <laughs> event. So a lot of these Sorry, we're not going to ask this week. But uh, before we get into them, I just want to say, if you like the podcast, first, thank you for listening. We are big you. fans of you. And really, we call that one Twitter follower this week, but you're all that. Or you're all Greg to us, I would say. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I know I say this quite often, but... I appreciate. I thought you fell asleep. Everybody, I lost my train of thought, and then what I was gonna say made no sense. So I'm gonna just go back out. You called me out. You got it. I had this whole you, joke yeah, planned out, and it I didn't make your any eye, sense. Your eyes kind of closed. Yeah, because I closed my eyes to think if I could just climb my way out of the hole. I dug myself, and I realized I couldn't. So I'm just gonna stay down in the hole. You keep going. Okay, segments. <laughs> All right. So before we get to these, if you're a fan of the podcast, do us a favor. First, follow 
Well, first forget what I just tried yeah, to just say. Whatever Max fan, was going to do, hopefully that's done, and you're never going to remember that. <laughs> Follow Get a Grip on Instagram. It's Get a Grip Pod on Instagram. Follow that. And also, rate and review the podcast. Wherever you listen to your podcast, rate and review it. We appreciate it if you do it. It takes you 30 seconds, two minutes, and you'll be done, and you never have to do it again, and we appreciate it. So two guys on different platforms, one guy on Twitter, one guy on Instagram. Eric Stover and Brian McDowell both suggested the same thing. Call the segments flights. Flights. I like flights. So good. Yeah. That's what we're calling them. All right. Flights. So like the championship, championship flight. flight. And but we'll then it start... diminished his other flight. What's up? Like some of them won't feel as important. Well, you know, well, some of the, so there's a lot of these segments today are in the D flight because you didn't play. So we can't even bring those good up. Good point. Good point. So the championship flight will start with. Good idea, dumb idea. You have a great good this idea. The, the floor is yours. I finally have a good idea. Four episodes in, you're you're nailing it. Whew. A lot of pressure now. I kind of also set myself up uh, to be dumb. No, dumb, it's but good. This you, is you, a good one. I, you, I told you told you it to me before so, we started. It's as really good. I'm now a big member guest guy. I played a member guest this past week. You're a weekend. media guy now. You're a member guest guy. Um, I, I wear a lot of hats. Okay. Um, I have an idea for a, quote, member guest uh, professional golf tournament where whether it's a PGA tour event or a European tour event, the player from that tour invites a member from of the other tour for a team event uh, in their, you know, little bubble. So I would obviously pick Eddie Pepperell. We would win by 14 <laughs> and then drink all the beers. Um, I think that would be a great idea. I think it would, you know, get to mix in. You can even do this with like the LPGA tour. I know that they have that event. Uh, the European tour has an event, uh, Vic open or something right. where they, Blended, and I thought that was just a fantastic idea. So yeah, you could grab somebody; they're your partner for the week. Um, and if you hate them, they go all the way back to a completely different continent, yeah, you and you could move on. So I think that's a really good idea. Love it, love it. It would it would combine the tours, a lot of exposure for everybody. Um, the the one of the big talking points we talked to a couple of them. One of them is this whole PGL thing. PGL. Man. You had a you had, you had a thought on that? Oh yeah, I have one thought. It cannot be that cool. Why they can't that? they have not asked me at all? I've been offered zero of the money. Do you think PGL follows you on Twitter? Because they have a Twitter account now. No, they probably don't. So they're, they're not think, that cool. Do you think Greg runs their social media? <laughs> Greg probably runs their social media, but he's probably working on their ski PGL or something like that. Ski 88. PSL. Um, so, no, I I, I, uh, I'm, I will not be playing the PGL. Um, they the, can ask me now, but it's too late. And yeah, like, you put so it out I'm there. Completely, I'm completely on You're the PGA, PGA Tour. You're a PGA Tour guy. I love the PGA Tour. Um I'm I'm all in on Ponte Vedra. What if PGL offered you the lower back tattoo money? Listen, <laughs> we'll take it off record. But I, on the record, am on the PGA Tour for Perfect. life. But that's the sound bite we want. And wanted. now, if I do say that, and, and now that I've gotten that out there, I expect a lifetime exemption on Perfect. the PGA Tour. Perfect. Thank you. Um, I will say this is this is just for your life. Your life this week. You got to hang out at home. You got to hang out with your wife. Hang out with your dog. Hang out with you. Hang out with me. Best thing you heard this week. Best thing I heard this week. Oh, this is. And you can also go with social. If somebody sent you something on social that was nice, because. No, it's rarely nice. There's occasionally (laughs) people say some nice nice. People are nice. Uh, The best thing I heard this week was I now know my first day. uh, I get to go play Augusta for a practice run. It's coming up. It's coming up. And I am super stoked. Never played it. Never that foot on the grounds uh so that was cool i got a phone call i can go when i want i've been setting up this whole long thing i will tell people about it after um but 
been setting up more of like a uh i guess like a fun not a fun trip but i've been a little bit more uh keen into playing with somebody i wanted to play with uh and though i didn't get getting (laughs) unfortunately not shane um not greg sorry um (laughs) but yeah so i uh I'm, i'm super stoked i'm gonna go the monday after the players for the first time and uh it'll be very exciting uh obviously hallow ground some i have imagined doing a trillion times and I still don't think I'm even going to be close. It will, it will so far exceed my expectations, even though I've thought about it so much. So that I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Do you have, by the way, a best thing you So before we get to that, I I just want to, this is, you don't have, you have no idea about this. I'm throwing this at you. I won the message. (laughs) You've won. Congrats. So you're going to go in the Augusta national pro shop and probably buy some stuff. I have an idea. Let's see if you're in on it. <laughs> Players Week. We'll present this to people on Twitter. Actually, you know what? We'll do it from the Get a Grip Pod Instagram account. Okay. So you'll have to go follow that. You can respond. We'll put a thing out there, Players Week. You can guess how much Max's pro shop bill <laughs> when he goes to Augusta will be. The closest person to the number, you just buy an extra Augusta National hat, sure. and we'll send it to that person. That seems very got to be in the United States. That seems sorry. Fair. It's really expensive to send an international. Yeah. There's one guy, one guy, the sticker guy, one guy was hitting me up about a sticker. I was going to mail him one free of charge. You know, all I do, I, I pay for the envelope. I pay for the stamp. Dude is living in Nova Scotia. He's out. Sorry, man. This is going back. This like is why bucks. Graham Dillette blocked you. Now, you know. hate you know Canada. What? I, it's, it's the hate. It's the hate, hate for the Canada. mail. I don't like their mail system. Man. Too expensive. Pretty scummy. So. We don't, you know, proudest moment of your week, best shot you saw, all that stuff. We already went over that. That was Andrew Omer. But <laughs> you do have a feel-good Friday because you weren't playing golf, so you spent a little more time on the internet. Yeah. Um, I think it blew up quite a bit on social media. I'm not sure the first platform to tweet about it, but there was a video of, a, uh, I think, a young man. I didn't know how yeah. old he was. It looked maybe high school. Uh, did the high jump uh, with one leg, and it was absolutely remarkable unbelievable i think it's so cool right now this is like my favorite time of year with the the social media stuff as far as the uh basketball team managers getting to play people with um some sort of uh disease or some difference uh or just you know not a lot of basketball experience that love basketball get to get in the games get to watch a lot of really cool moments people making shots the whole crowd rush in the court uh i know some people say that it's oversaturated i love every single one of them i think it's so cool that people get to have these opportunities but this wasn't one of those where someone was given an opportunity or given a, a chance although that's great this person legitimately jumped higher than i could ever imagine and he has one leg so it, it was cool I, I tweeted about it but um I'll, I'll say it again i've heard and everyone has but especially in the golf world i hear a lot of people in pro-ams and a lot of you know, young kids talking about golf or other sports saying that I can't do that. I can't do this. And it's really, really fun to watch somebody legitimately completely throw that word out of their vocabulary, out of their vocabulary and say, you know, watch this, like, I'm going to blow your mind. And it it was one of those chills moments when you watch it happen, because you know, what's happening when it gets posted, you're like, wow, this is going to be pretty amazing. Right. It was even more amazing than I could have, uh, you know, anticipated. Uh, Obed, and sorry if I'm hacking this name. Obed Lekhili is his name if from South listening. Africa. 
That would be a miracle. Yeah, if he's listening, he will. Max will send you a hat. He's got, he will send you he's multiple. He's legitimately world famous. Now. Yeah, oh, he's it's be. gone viral. But I believe that's how you would pronounce his name. And, uh, and yeah, that, pretty cool, man. That video has surfaced, and he the, he lost his leg in two thousand eight when he was just eight years old, and that was uh shout out to him. That that I hope I hope people that you know are fully able bodied can take a kind of a a. a some solace in the fact that you can really set your mind to things and, and you don't need to ever kind of feel down or bad about yourself. And you need to like kind of suck it up, brush, brush off your shoulders and get to work. Cause he obviously put a ton of work into that, not only mentally, but physically to be able to do something. So, so amazing. And Jay-Z quote there that maybe that's yeah, the that's, song you're going to listen to. <laughs> I do love that song. Maybe that's the Jay-Z's song you're going to listen to going down I love, Magnolia I love, Lane. I don't, again, I'm playing whatever music the masters or Augusta tells me. I'm you you should have to play the, the master song that yeah that's fair that, that's a little fair on point. the nose but it would be okay it's yeah it's kind of it's kind of a look at me moment <laughs> do, you, do you think fred ridley'd be like really max that i song? might just walk magnolia to really soak it in <laughs> what's gonna be wild is when you pull up and they know who you are that's gonna be a weird moment yeah, but like is it no because it's like oh we've heard about you you need to leave you're wearing the wrong <laughs> collar or is it gonna be like oh hi you know we knew you were coming oh yeah you're here yeah <laughs> your, your goal is to get caddy bib one i think they number them out as, yeah. as a rival you need to be the first one there so i was oh, i just thought about this but i was joking with adam long at kapalua uh for the the tournament champions this year and uh myself my wife him, his wife, and Corey Connors and his wife all went to dinner. We walk into the hotel, and some rooms were on the left, and the others on the right. And we had this running joke that the right rooms were much better than the left rooms because we were in the left rooms, Corey was in the right. So we get into the hotel, uh, we break left, say bye to the Connors, they go right, and we start going on this joke again. And I told Adam, I said, um, the the right room is, oh, Mr. Connors, you know, uh, can't wait to see you next year, and. The left rooms for me and Adam were, guys, you must be so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so we had that joke. So I think I'm going to I'm gonna have to rerun that one for the you Masters. You need, need to get the room where they're, oh, wow, can't, we're, you must can't be wait so to have happy you back to be again here. next year. <laughs> Tiger, see you next year. <laughs> Before we go, do you want to complain about your world ranking dropping this week since you didn't play golf? I'm not going to complain. I mean, I, I've... <laughs> I mean, I lost to you this week. It should have probably dropped lower. No offense. Um, it's, it's been. I haven't checked. Go. I have not checked. Did you call in? Is that My is that why ranking. I dropped? Yeah, this week? I said. I said you guys got to drop no, I'm a not, couple I'm more not, spots. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna complain. It is becoming now, which is a great problem now. Like I finally understand the importance. Yeah. Well, I mean, it updates every week, so you check you it check it every week. week. Yeah, because now it's a cool goal. I really want to get into the Dell match play. That's like a humongous goal of mine right now. I think that would be great uh, in Austin um great great a event weeks it looks you so should fun. get into i it. love yeah <laughs> i love match play uh it seems like a really cool course so that's like been my big goal but i obviously need to play better to do so but yeah it's a fun it's kind of a fun everybody has goals right um, right in, in little ways i've never been a huge i want to end the season at x but uh i've always kind of had these mini goals like most people do along the way and that's kind of becoming mine is just seeing uh i think joe and i wanted to see if uh or our plan was to try to get inside the top 50 by the end of the end of the uh, year so um now that it's becoming a little closer uh it becomes a main thought i have and a main motivation to go practice and work harder so dropping today without playing stinks um but that's kind of the way it works when other people play and play well so we'll leave you on this max i got some good news i'm glad you're sitting down because <laughs> as we say goodbye to episode four of get a grip 
you have moved into sixth. Oh my god! On the Aeon, risk think about it. I'm telling you, I will not play the challenge. rest of the year. I will give up you all chances of Ryder Cup. You are trailing the likes of Jason Day. Oh, that's tough. Justin Thomas. It's mm, really tough. Graham McDowell. Really. Charles really Howell the third. God, these are some names. Denny McCarthy. All right. That's one through five, and Max sits at. Six. You have played ten risk reward events. What? What? How? How does you know, How does the system work? I, like, can I just say this? That doesn't and, make sense. And, and we, we look quizzical. At you, her, you and I giving it a quizzical look over there. You and I love. We love the Aeon Risk Reward love. Challenge. We hope Aeon's listening, and we hope Aeon supports the podcast at some point. Aeon, you got to make the scoring a little clearer. <laughs> The leaders are average to par minus 1.100. Cannot possibly be right. Makes no sense. You oh, are for the week. It's probably per week. You are minus 0.941. Yeah. That makes sense for so the week. Explain that to me. Over four days, they're probably averaging minus 1.1 on that hole. I'm so your under par is minus. Yeah, I'm almost a shot under par on the Aon Risk Reward Challenge. Okay, there you go. Then, then I'm just an idiot. Well, you've played 38 rounds. No comment. You've played 10 events. You have it says you have two rounds to go. I don't know what that means. Yeah, they know that I'm gonna bail after I make two birdies. <laughs> well, Adam Scott's behind you and he has sixteen rounds to go. I guess you have to get to forty to qualify. Oh, okay. Forty looks so like I'm almost the rounds there. to qualify. Yeah, because Jason. Okay, so Day's two more to, So I do need to get to okay. I need do need to get to So you need to play so, so in two weeks, your next event's what? Uh Bay Hill. Bay Hill, what hole do you think it Palmer, is? Palmer Invitational. Maybe six with the Let's the big see. lake uh, where you have to hit yeah. it way over the water. When, didn't John Daly, tr- Don, John Daly tried to drive the green one time. Yeah. Bold, Made like 15 or 18, con. I believe. Yeah, which is kind of sick. Uh, club, th- this was the 11th hole this week. It's a peck. Yeah. And oh, oh, we got it. We have it here. Hold on. Six? Hold on. We, um, I don't even have another guess. Uh, 18? No. Oh, wait a minute. So there's just this. We're learning so many things. There's just <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen you this excited ever. <laughs> there's just ten events. You nailed it. Wait. The fifth, um, the sixteenth no, hole of Bay Hill is oh, the risk sixteen. Board. Okay, so that I did not nail it. But that's but, the par five, short par five. But you yeah, you nailed. I nailed it. It the golf bar, course. Yeah. Nailed it. I nailed it. it. I, I nailed it. API played at Bay Hill. I nailed it. Did that's I move up to fifth yet? <laughs> <laughs> You're moving up. They just moved you up one. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for listening Max I'm going to let you take us out why don't you tell them all nice stuff I did this so poorly last time I'm glad I got a second chance guys thank you so much where do they follow us you follow us at uh, at Shane Bacon on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Max.Homa on Instagram at MaxHoma23 on Twitter at GetAGripPod on Instagram Um, you could also just follow us uh, around Um, I go to dinners at times around 7 o'clock you could follow me around there uh, you could follow Shane around Camelback. Always. Uh, always. Um, Shane, uh, you know, he goes a lot of places. He walks See, a lot of places. See, this is what happens when you do the outro. You just start talking. I'm tra- I could get, never be a broadcaster. Get to it. Get to it. Um, talk wanna, to you next week. I will talk to you guys next week. Uh, I oh, was you- trying to add another chef joke in here at the end. <laughs> Couldn't find it. Love you guys. And um, thank you. Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.